Welcome, folks, to The Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr. Every week, diving deep into the truth of Catholic social teaching and restoring all things in Christ. The Uncommon Good is on the air. I'm Bo Bonner. And I'm Dr. Bud Marr. And we are coming to you from these United States of America here in Des Moines, Iowa, Bud, where we are just uh, not to get too behind the, 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 the veil of the Wizard of Oz. This is our first <laughs> wow. time. Uh, live in the new studio, and we feel like they made it too nice for us. So we're glad that you're all joining us on this Wednesday. But it's, like, really bright in here. Your face is refulgent. The new digs are sweet. They're so nice that when I get in scenarios like this, I start to get worried that I'm going to get kicked out of the room. Like, uh, you don't belong in here, sir. But, yeah, very, very nice. So thank you to all those who support us and the vision of, of the board here and everything, too work this out. I think that's a great way to put it. And also, uh, you know, everybody who, who's back in the offices, which we can see now and we can, uh, you know, Jimmy is a little bit further from us, but I just think that makes him look more ominous. I think it befits him well. Jimmy needs one of those windows that um, it just reflects one direction. The FBI windows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I noticed that that cut me out too. So it's like, you know, the technology's right there. He still holds the power in the new studio. No, that's great. Well, folks, uh, we want to say thank you. And so that means we also want to thank uh, Iowa Catholic Radio. Uh, we want to thank Mercy College of Health Sciences, excuse me, who supports our show here on Iowa Catholic Radio, mchs.edu. But, of course, it's January. We're talking about new things and new initiatives. And so people have uh, been at the new semester for a while. You, I'm over at uh, Mercy College, the Senior Advisor for Mission Initiatives and the Director for the Center for Human Flourishing. You over there are uh, Vice Chancellor Supreme. <laughs> well, it, you know, I almost forgot my title this morning because it's so cold outside that I think my, <laughs> my brain is frozen. But, yeah, Associate Provost over there at the college and. Honestly, Bo, it's kind of nice to get like to what is it, January twentieth, nineteenth, because those first two weeks of the semester are quite busy on the academic affairs side of things. But all great stuff at Mercy College of Health Sciences, mchs.edu. Of course, like you know, we've started the new semester, but uh, there's always new ones to get ready uh, to get ready for. I know that uh, people over at admissions are helping people get lined up for summer and uh, fall. Uh, it's just weird to say uh, summer 2022 and fall 2022, bud, but here yep. we are, mchs.edu. Uh, you know, but <laughs> normal Midwestern weather where uh, we all were acting like 38 was balmy. Yeah. Uh, because now this, uh, the computer says two. Uh, my, my van was a little more optimistic and said eight. But either way... Uh, bracing. You're going to wake up if you walk outside this morning. Well, I didn't get to share this with you yesterday, Bo, because our, our paths didn't cross. But Monday, I drove to Omaha for a baptism. So when I was commuting yesterday, I was feeling like, oh, things are fine. I think yesterday was like fairly warm. It got up to the high 30s. <laughs> so it's it's early in the morning, and I'm driving on 63rd Street, probably only like 32 miles per hour. And a car stopped in front of me, and my, my wheel's completely locked up. So I started to jackknife. And I didn't want to hit the car in front of me, of course, so I spun my wheel, which then proceeded to direct me towards a telephone pole. Now, thankfully, uh, a snowbank stopped me before I hit the pole, but it was it was a real wake-up call for me. Uh, I wish I could – I'll say it on air. I don't know how broad our show reaches, but there was a nice young lady that stopped and actually helped push the car out. And she was – I mean, um, she was petite, but she ended up putting her feet on the telephone pole and pushing the car <laughs> Which, in retrospect, I don't know. I'm glad the car didn't roll the other direction or anything. But it was it was quite something. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> gratitude is something that we're always going to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, gratitude and leadership. But you know what? That's that's a good way to segue, bud. We're talking about leadership and the common good. And uh, whoever that uh, lady's name was, you, Christian leadership, yeah. sacrificial leadership. And obviously, uh, you work out in the gym, unlike Bud and I. <laughs> so... <laughs> It was embarrassing. Well, I was going to ask her to get behind the wheel, but then I thought if I ended up pushing it back in the road or something, that would be worse. But it was a comedy of errors that sort of ended well. But you're here in like, uh, you know, that, one that, piece. that's what matters. So this is the Uncommon Good. Stick around for more insightful road stories, but also that we're going to talk about leadership in the Christian key. Uh, so uh, stick around. Uh, you can go to iowacatholicradio.com. Uh, interact with us in our uh, with social media on Facebook. Twitter, all of those sort of things like that. This is The Uncommon Good, and we'll be back right after this. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences, where you can chart your course for more. They provide unparalleled clinical rotations, hands-on learning, accelerated education, and flexible schedules, all part of the Mercy College experience. Learn more at mchs.edu. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Learn more about Five Sons Naturescapes at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry. Sarah is an apostolate dedicated to the support of new and existing vocations to the priesthood and consecrated life. Learn more at joinsarah.org, join S-E-R-R-A.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Bell Construction. Back with the Uncommon Good, Bob Warner and Dr. Bud Mar joining you this Wednesday. So wonderful to be with you. Thank you for listening to the show. So, Bud, we are continuing uh, our series, uh, long-lasting series for the new year, talking about leadership in the Christian key, as it were. So, of course, you go, you guys are the Uncommon Good. You talk about Catholic social teaching and the common good. Why throw in with ideas about leadership? We've covered that. Uh, we, we made a preview show a while ago, but specifically with the episode last week where we talked about why we thought there was a Christian difference to be made towards leadership that would, of course, very much alter and change uh, how we even look at what it means to be a leader within the common good, Catholic social teaching, and things like that. So, but today we wanted to get into what we thought leadership looked like. So if we're going to say if there's a central text about what we need to do when we decide we're going to be leaders, Philippians 2, I think, has it. This is the famous uh, Philippian hymn about Jesus Christ. And so uh, this is Philippians 2, starting with verse 5. Have this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, 
but he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that in the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Now, Bud, this is sort of the central text because it has what I would say is the central verb of Christian leadership, and it's that emptied himself, or if you want to put it more colloquially, a leader in the Christian key should pour themselves out. And the Greek term is kenosis. Uh, do you want to go into wordsmithing on air real quick? <laughs> what do we mean when we say that kenotic leadership is what we're after well, when we think about the Incarnation, it is the divine Son of God who became man and dwelt among us. And I, I think, <clears throat> but when we talk about kenosis or emptying, a lot of times when we think about those who possess glory or power, what comes to mind is self-assertion. But it's fascinating and deeply moving that the Son of God, when he came among us, emptied himself, and like it says in that passage, became a slave, obedient even to the point of death. So you see this throughout Jesus' life, and I think the way that he conducts himself among his followers, sometimes surprises them. Of course, whenever you get into servant leadership, another key passage is the washing of the disciples' feet. And when Jesus first proposes this, Peter has this kind of false humility, like, no, I should wash uh, your feet, Lord. Mm-hmm. And and then it's funny, Jesus says, like, well, if I don't wash your feet, you have no, like, um, place in my kingdom. And Peter's like, you know, wash all of me. Like, he, you know, really dunked me in the water or whatever. But I think a verse near the end of that passage that really gets to the heart of what we're thinking about today, is after it takes place, Jesus says to his disciples, do you understand what I've done for you? Mm. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for this is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. So you see here, um, you know, like, uh, Jesus is constantly, I think, sort of exploding false dichotomies, because we think about being a teacher or Lord as self-assertive, Whereas he says, like, it's not, it's not wrong to recognize me as teacher. That's what I am. But as your Lord, I have now washed your feet. So he brings together humility. Um, I don't know if self-abasement is the right term, but really this kind of kenosis that we're talking about and still lays claim to that title as Lord and teacher. Indeed, it's because he is God that he can totally empty himself. So funny enough, when people go, oh, well, are you just asking people to be doormats? It's actually from a place of strength that we can pour ourselves out like this. It's why parents, you know, we we have plenty of kids between us, bud, and they wear us out. Um, But the idea, of course, is because we're the adults, right? We we have more resources. We're capable of pouring ourselves out for our children, for our students, for those underneath us. And this goes in the logic of the Philippian hymn, and then what you were pointing out, Jesus is teaching about the washing of the feet. Why is Jesus Christ's name rightly glorified? because he was willing and able to pour it all out for others. And that's why his name is confessed above all other names. I think it's important, and you, you had this point, that we often think of either leadership as asserting something or, or having something, right? Like it's mm-hmm. a quality, like extrovert or chari- you know, charismatic or you know, good-looking or authoritative, these, these words like this. But it's actually, what are you willing to give? When people go, would this person be a good leader – it's actually an assessment not of, oh, do they have certain qualities? It's do they have the willingness to pour those qualities out for the sake of others? That's really what it means to be a leader after the type of Jesus Christ. 
Well, and then the the disciples, after they kind of learn this example from their Lord, they really take it and run with it. So, Bo, when you started with self-emptying today, I couldn't help but think about, you know, when we conceive of charity in our society, in our culture, we mostly think of material help for others, for those who are in need. I mean, that's, you know, massively significant. Uh, It's one of the corporal works of mercy to feed the hungry, clothe the naked. So we would be wrong as followers of Jesus if we turn leadership into saying like, well, what we're about is just meeting people's spiritual needs. But, you know, on the flip side, when we think about kenosis, there is a way where we could so focus on meeting uh, people's uh, physical needs that we forget Christ was also calling people into a new kingdom, like into a new way of living in the world. And that shouldn't be separated from the corporal works of mercy. They, you know, they should be wed together. So, in that regard, I think especially of that story in the book of Acts where there's a blind, um, a lame beggar who comes to St. Peter and asks for money, and Peter says, silver and gold I do not have, but in the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. He's not dismissing the guy's physical needs. In fact, he's actually, through the power of the Holy Spirit, providing this new kind of wholeness. But it does remind us, like you're saying, you know, St. Peter, like practically speaking, probably did not have a 401k or a large bank account. But there was something more significant that he had to give to this man. And that's the that's the kind of like canonic leadership that we have in view. Well, I mean, even if we look at Peter before the book of Acts and then in the book of Acts, he also didn't have a lot of charism. It's like you said, he wasn't an eloquent speaker. He often like fumbled around and said silly stuff. And at, on one hand, he'd be like, you know, we're, fo- you know, you are Jesus Christ, right? The son of the living God and gets named Peter. And then right after that's like, oh, let that never happen, Lord. And, you know, get behind me, Satan. So Peter fumbles around, you know, he's a fisherman. It's not like he's some sort of uh, big time, you know, businessman in the community, but because he was willing, like you said, to pour himself out in all those ways, the power of God could work through him, which is the assumption of Christian leadership, right? That we have sources uh, of course, in God, but even like elsewhere that are are larger than we are. And so if we're willing to pour ourselves out, um, we're willing to allow those, so to speak, sources of of uh, leadership, of goodness, of, 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 you know, positive aspects into this community flow through us rather than us trying to um, manage them and sort of uh, fit them into a, 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 a box or a category for our need. And I think this gets into something else, but because in the modern world, I think a lot of times people think, oh, to be a good leader is to be liked, right? Don't be a jerk, be nice about things, etc. But of course, leaders also have to be willing to make the hard decision and have yeah. people, when they don't know what they're mad about, blame the leader, right? I mean, and, and people who in some ways are the worst leaders are people who are just trying to please everyone. Well, why is that the case? It's not bad to want to please people, but that shows you that you're not doing self-emptying leadership if your whole point is just to please people. Uh, You have to be willing to do the right thing for the sake of someone else, even if it makes you unpopular in the moment or maybe in the long run. And again, I think about being a parent where, you know, you could, you could hop your kids up on candy and be like dad number one for ages, uh, (laughs) but that's not what's best for them. And that's the same thing with our relationship with God when we go, you know, why doesn't God just sort of like make the the good times roll, Mm. uh, like the car song, like perpetually. And of course, the idea is like, God is okay. Like if you don't, if you're mad at God, God's going to be okay because God actually has your best need in mind is willing to pour out uh, those blessings rather than uh, sort of 
collect uh, the goodwill, uh, the, the good feelings uh, of, of the people he's leading. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to overstate the matter, but I'll say with that last point that you made that even going from being a faculty member to administration at the college has kind of altered the way that I look at those things. Because a lot of times, like you're talking about leadership and kind of decisions that have to be made, when I'm talking to an individual professor, like he or she can see things from like uh, her department and, and the kind of work that she's doing on a day-to-day basis. And she might have like an important perspective that I'm missing out on. But sometimes there are, are occasions where like I see a broader budget or other like factors are relationships with other institutions. And that's tough because there's a part of you that just wants to say like, no, like if you, you know, like if you just recognize this and kind of give the big picture, but that's, that would really be like not, you know, inappropriate or whatever. And that's, that's given me a different perspective, even on the church. Like I know speaking personally, there have been times as a Catholic where I felt frustrated or confused by a decision that a bishop or the Pope made. And I'm not saying I've always handled those things well, but it has given me pause to try to to pray more about that and to say, God, like I don't understand why things are going in this direction. This is the spiritual father you've given me. And I should I should qualify. I'm not mentioning Bishop Johnson right now. God, <laughs> God bless our present bishop, you know, and everything like that. But um, it, it has given me sort of a different perspective on even those questions. No, I think that's great. And we're coming up on the break, but when you get back, uh, you've now compelled me to uh, think about, uh, you're right, like we, we've had experience sort of, you and I, in our, our career tra- trajectories, and I think about that in terms of mission and what it means to uh, be a leader in that department. So um, more to come when you get back. You'll want to stick around. This is The Uncommon Good uh, here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday, and we will be back right after this. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community since 1992. Divine Treasures, 5701 Hickman Road, Des Moines, 515-255-5230. Thank you, Divine Treasures, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. Established in Des Moines in 1924, St. Vincent de Paul assists those living in poverty to become self-sufficient by helping to remove roadblocks on their journey out of poverty. St. Vincent de Paul helps with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner reentry. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. The Society of St. Vincent de Paul, svdpdsm.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, brewed locally since 2012 and featuring regular, seasonal, and limited-release beers. Confluence Brewing Company, 1235 Thomas Beck Road, off the bike trail south of Grays Lake. Confluencebrewing.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. What great news for donors to the Catholic Tuition Organization. You now receive 75%. Yes, 75% of your donation back in Iowa tax credits beginning January 1st of this year. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. Best gift ever. Online, ctoiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Blessman International. According to a global food security report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help them all, but how about one? One child. 
Blessman International provides 60,000 children in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. Learn more at blessmaninternational.org. That's blessmaninternational.org. Thank you, Blessman International, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Caldwell Parish, for underwriting Iowa Catholic Radio. Conform to the wishes of the deceased and to Catholic liturgical burial traditions. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. CaldwellParish.com Back with the Uncommon Good. Bob Honor and Dr. Bud Mara joining you this Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the show. We've been talking about leadership in the Christian key. How do we imitate Christ in our leadership, and how does that affect the world of uh, the common good and, of course, Catholic social teaching? And so today we've been talking about the principle for which all these other, uh, you know, times we're going to talk about this in the series stems from, in Philippians 2, starting with verse 5, the idea of kenotic uh, leadership. Kenosis is uh, the Greek word for emptying or pouring yourself out. And we've been uh, making that case, bud, that the way that you really understand Christian leadership is it's not qualities you have, but it's are you willing to pour yourself out for others in imitation of Christ. Before the break, you made a very heartfelt, personal uh, (laughs) exploration about how going from faculty to uh, provost, uh, assistant provost, has a... you know, given you this perspective about, like, what it means to be willing to take flack, as it were, uh, because the the goal of leadership is not just to please people, um, but to be willing to pour yourself out for the good of others. So I was thinking about this case uh, for mission on my in my regard, and mission is something where it's easy to feel tempted to grasp onto it. You know, like, as, as Paul says, you know, God, Jesus Christ did not grasp onto the fact that he was God, but poured himself out, for, you know, for our sake. And mission is something where the first impulse you think is, well, I should try to do mission things and like really be possessive of mission and only let me do it and make sure everyone knows that it's my thing uh, because I, I want to make sure people know that like my position at work is important and things like this. But mission is one of those things where it only really works the more you are willing to just give it out and pour it out into the community and let other people have it. And I know that that impulse was... Uh, you know, weird for me at first when I got there, of course, like it wasn't completely all my direction. People were like, you know, make sure, you know, to point out what, you know, people, um, you know, th- they know how important the mission is. But as as I went along, I realized the more that you, you could share it and lend it with people, the more powerful the mission of a place became and truly became something uh, that had deep ownership and that leadership for mission really is about pouring out the missional element as widely as possible. And I think that that has like you said a, a lot of uh, a lot of ways that we need to think about leadership in general instead of the leader holding on to these are my things that I do. How do they broadly pour out um, that aspect of leadership uh, and, and humility uh, for the sake of, of the corporation, for the school, for the city, for whatever part uh, of, of a group of people they're do, they're the leaders of? Yeah, and I think looking at the church is actually instructive. So when we talk about the church's leadership or leaders. We use the term hierarchy, and I think uh, modern English-speaking people, when we hear hierarchy, we think like pyramidal. So it's like a top-down structure. Um, there's a theologian, mid-20th century, Henri de Lubac, who points out that this really derives from the term for priesthood. So hierarchy refers to the fact that the church has a divine origin and that the power and authority derives from God, but because of that, um, it's supposed to model this servant leadership, this canonic 
incarnational way of being in the world that Christ exemplified. And so, as, you know, even with the Holy Father, the Pope, you know, most important role in the church, um, he's referred to as the servant of servants. And so his own leadership is sort of judged or evaluated insofar as it models servant leadership. Again, we, I mean, we're really harping on this. That doesn't get away from, like, I'm, you know, I say it's not, it's not necessarily simply top down. There is like a pattern of decision making and there are places where the buck stops. That's actually an important thing so that like our leaders can't say like, well, you know, I, I didn't know what was going on or whatever it happens to be. Right. But that, that process of governance is, is again, wedded to servant leadership, to kenosis, to, you know, Pope Francis talks about smelling like the sheep to this kind of incarnational being, you know, like having skin in the game. I used a lot of phrases that could be unpacked and elaborated upon further. But I was going to say, yeah. actually, I think it's a good preview because those are exactly the sort of uh, concepts that we'll unpack uh, for episodes uh, dealing with leadership and the common good coming up. So I think you did a good job of uh, uh, throwing the alley-oop uh, for future Bow and Bud to talk about. So, folks, uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope that that's been helpful, especially for our leaders out there. And we'll talk in future shows about how you are more, more of you are leaders in situations than you realize, and that we always have Christ the Good Shepherd in his pouring out of himself as the, the, the cardinal example to always keep in mind. So this is the Uncommon Good. May Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, reign in our hearts, our families, our city, our state, our uh, nation, world, solar system, the galaxy for all of our leaders. This is the Uncommon Good, and we'll be back next week. <laughs> But if folks want to be a part of the prayer life here at Iowa Catholic Radio, what are ways that they can do so? Yeah, a few ways you can pray with us. You can wake up with the rosary at 6 a.m. mid-morning, right after the local shows at 10 a.m., there's rosary, and then the Mass, transitions into the Mass. And then 2.55 p.m. in the afternoon, we pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet on air. The rosary is available anytime, anywhere on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. And of course, if people want to be a part of Iowa Catholic Radio, they can look at our social media, Facebook, you can friend Iowa Catholic Radio, you can go to Twitter at IA Catholic Radio to see the tweets, you can also go to iowacatholicradio.com, listen live there and donate, and then anywhere that you go with uh, data, you can download the Iowa Catholic Radio app, listen to the show, listen to recorded shows, pray with us, donate there as well, and then of course, uh, we have the Zip Whip line, and uh, if just folks who want to talk to you at 515-223-1150. And, uh, yeah, so uh, make sure to go to Iowa Catholic Radio to check out what else is going on in the diocese uh, and what we're doing as Iowa Catholic Radio. And we have a Carathon coming up February 21st, so maybe keep in mind about how your donations can help us go. This is The Uncommon Good, and we'll be back next week. The Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr is heard every week on wonderful Catholic stations like this one and anytime on podcast. Just search for The Uncommon Good. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and The Uncommon Good provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences. Learn more at mchs.edu.